I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Levin. I'm a grief therapist and the founder of From Grief to Growth, the host of the podcast, Untethered, Healing the Pain from a Sudden Death, and I'm the creator and author of the Growing After Traumatic Loss course. I provide support, guidance, and teachings to help you with the aftermath of chaos, trauma, and grief. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Untethered, Healing the Pain from a Sudden Death. I'm Dr. Jennifer Levin, and I specialize in traumatic death and helping individuals through the struggles, pain, trauma, and chaos of an unexpected death. The title of today's show is Five Things You Can Do Right Now to Begin Healing from a Sudden Death. I chose this topic because when I work with a client who has recently experienced a sudden death, he or she is in so much pain and often repeats questions like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, or statements like, I can't do this. Early on, they frequently question how they are going to get through the days and live with so much hurt and grief without their loved one. The pain is palpable and the fear is real. And I wish desperately I had a magic wand to take away the agony. Unfortunately, I know that wand does not exist and that the only way to move towards healing is through the pain. One of my biggest goals for a client who's recently experienced a sudden death is to stay focused in the present and not get lost in the fear of the unknown of the future. One hour at a time, one minute at a time, one step at a time. Anything more than that is too much to ask. If you can get through one minute, you can get through the next, and that's how you start to heal. I remember once someone asked me, how do you eat an elephant? And I looked at them like they were crazy. The answer I learned is one bite at a time. I keep a mug in the shape of an elephant on my desk to remind me, one step at a time, one bite at a time. Anything else is too much. When I find myself getting overwhelmed, I know it's time to break down whatever is in front of me into smaller pieces and focus on one step at a time. So today's podcast is all about what you can do right now in service of your long-term healing. These are not necessarily grief activities. These are not focused on your loved one. These are activities to engage in when the pain of your loss becomes overbearing and you can't take it anymore, when you do not think you can stand it for another minute. I'm going to share with you five things you can do to start feeling better or at least different. They're not going to give you what you want, which is to bring back your loved one. But if you are open, they can all change the way you feel physically or emotionally and shift you into a different space 
where you may be better able to cope with your sudden loss one step at a time. The first two are meant to be used when your emotions are deregulated and you feel completely out of sorts. Perhaps you're in the middle of a grief attack or experiencing extreme anxiety. They might also be helpful if you're feeling very overwhelmed emotionally. The first is my favorite, and many of my clients have called it a lifesaver. All you need is an orange or a piece of citrus. I call this the frozen orange. I want you to take an orange or a grapefruit and place it in the freezer. I had a client freeze a peach once. I don't recommend it because you're going to be reusing this piece of fruit. When you feel yourself having a stress response due to anxiety, a grief attack, a panic attack, or you feel yourself entering the flight or fight response, I want you to go to the freezer, take out the fruit, and place the orange or your piece of citrus between your hands. Take deep breaths and just focus on the fruit. Feel the cold. Feel the texture. Feel the weight. Just sit there with it for as long as you can or as long as you need to. Now this technique works for two reasons. First, the frozen fruit acts as a distraction, gives you something to focus on rather than your feelings of overwhelm. That is why I want you to focus on feeling how cold it is, the texture, and the weight. Second, the cold will usually act as a reset for your body and your emotions. There's been significant support for using ice and other forms of cold treatment to calm the nervous system for individuals experiencing anxiety. Most of my clients report being able to calm themselves down, decrease their anxiety, and feelings of intense grief after holding the frozen fruit. When you're done, Don't forget to put your fruit back in the freezer so it's ready if you need it again. The second thing you can do to start feeling better is a grounding exercise. There are so many different types of grounding exercises available, but my go-to one involves this one with all of your senses. I encourage you to sit up straight with your feet on the ground and shut your eyes. Start with a series of deep breaths. Breathe in and out. Breathe in and out. Now let's start with your sight. Name five things that are in the room with you that you remember. Remember, your eyes are closed. Next, name four things that you can hear. Now I want you to name three things that you can smell. Put your hands on your lap. What are two things that you can feel? And finally, what was the last thing that you tasted? I want you to continue with a series of deep breaths. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out until you feel calm. And if you want, you can get up and change rooms and start all over again. 
Grounding exercises such as these are very helpful because they bring you back to the present and they may help you step away from the painful emotions you're experiencing in your mind. They can get you out of your head and refocus on what's happening in the here and now. Now, sometimes, however, when we're struggling, we need help from others. So my third recommendation is to call a friend. Well, they say it takes a village. When it comes to grief, they weren't kidding. The problem is finding a grief village after experiencing a sudden death is easier said than done. Now I hear you. It's not easy, but it doesn't mean it cannot be achieved. So instead of a village, let's think of it more as an intimate tribe. My clients constantly report, my friends are tired of hearing about the same thing, or my friends don't get what I'm going through. You're probably right, but my response is to call someone anyway. You need to identify a tribe of multiple people. You probably need at least three people in your tribe that you can call when you're struggling and overwhelmed. And sometimes being with a friend and not talking about your grief is exactly what you need when you're struggling. In an ideal world, all of your friends would be able to listen to your pain and know exactly when to listen and what to say at the right time. But unfortunately, that's not normally what happens. But when you're hurting, You need to call a friend to talk to, to go out for coffee, a walk, or doing anything or something. This is your great, a great next step or a distraction. There are times you must give people the benefit of the doubt and go with it because you need the support and company to help get you through these difficult moments. Remember, the goal right now is the next step one step at a time. The fourth thing I want to talk about is one of the tools that I use constantly in my own life when I'm struggling, and that's to change my energy or my environment. Let's break this down because there's a couple ways you can do this. The first thing I want to talk about is changing the energy in your body. Yep, that's just another way to say get up and move. Get up and go for a walk or find a way to move your body. If you're in the middle of having a difficult moment, the easiest, and I know it's the hardest thing you can do, is to get yourself up and go for a walk. Get your blood flowing. Even small amounts of exercise can increase your endorphins, otherwise known as your feel-good chemicals. If you work your muscles, they become tired, but you will feel more relaxed, accomplished, and have a sense of well-being, and you may think clearer. I have yet to hear anyone say, I felt worse emotionally after I went for a walk. There's just something about going for a walk or moving your body that changes the way you think, and you're able to see your situation differently. Yoga, stretching, tai chi, and even journaling or creative activities all have the potential to change the energy in your body. 
Another thing is to try and change the energy in your environment. Get out of the house, preferably somewhere in nature or in the sun. Go for a drive, run an errand, go to a coffee shop. Many times when we are hurting, the environment we are living in is often hurting as well. You may feel like isolating or may want to stay home, but that may be contributing to the problem and how you're feeling or coping overall. I'm asking you to trust me here and change your environment for a short time and get out of the house every day. Changing the energy in your body and in your environment that surrounds you often provides us with new perspective, clarity, and a drive to continue moving forward after a sudden death. Whenever possible, it should be integrated into your grief routine. The final tool I want to address today is pleasant event scheduling. Anyone who's worked with me before know this is part of my regular routine and I recommend it for anyone grieving a sudden death. Pleasant event scheduling occurs when you plan and engage in events to distract yourself from the pain. Don't get me wrong, scheduling a walk in the park or sushi with friends is not going to take away the pain, but it does provide brief distractions from your intensity of the pain. Pleasant event scheduling can also retrain the neural pathways in your brain so that you begin to experience different emotions and feelings. As humans, We are not meant to live in constant pain. And pleasant event scheduling provides us with something to look forward to so we can take a grief break and experience moments or even seconds of happiness, joy, or at least distraction. More importantly, by engaging in pleasant events, you're expanding the range of emotions you're capable of feeling. Pleasant events also provides you a brief opportunity to reintroduce feelings other than sadness, pain, or even anger into your life. Pleasant event scheduling encourages you to take a time out and do something different that may result in a positive experience. By doing so, you're more likely to have moments where you feel good, even in the midst of all the turmoil and grief. I recommend that when grieving a sudden death, or any loss for that matter, you schedule a pleasant event on a daily basis. It doesn't have to be expensive or time-consuming. It can be as simple as going to the park, time with a friend, a relaxing bath, a favorite meal, a phone call with a family member, It's also helpful if you schedule it towards the end of the day so that you have something to look forward to. So what if you think nothing's going to bring you pleasure? Very understandable. So let's take a step back and define pleasure. Take a moment and ask yourself, what's a healthy distraction that would be more pleasurable than lying in bed all day or sitting on the couch? What would you be willing to do to try and distract yourself from pain, even 
if for a moment. Chances are you can identify and participate in an activity that you might temporarily enjoy that will make you feel less depressed and experience an increase in your energy. If you can think of something, then we're going to call that pleasurable. So in summary, I just provided you with five different things you can do when you're having a rough time and feeling very overwhelmed after a sudden death. I don't expect each of them to resonate with you, but I do hope one or two of them will be worth trying. So here's what I want you to do now. I want you to get a note card, a scratched piece of paper, and I want you to write down which of the tools I discussed you're willing to try when you feel overwhelmed with your grief. And I'm going to list them again in a minute. You see, I found when we're having those moments of intense pain and struggle, we feel paralyzed and we don't know what to do. And I don't want that to happen to you. So I want you to have a list of some of the things that I said today that you might be willing to try. And I want you to keep that list either as a picture on your phone or by your night, excuse me, or by your nightstand or wherever it will be accessible so that when you need these tools, you know where to find them. All right, so here they are again. Five things you can do right now when you're having a hard time to help with your healing after a sudden death. And they are the frozen orange technique, grounding exercise using your senses, calling a friend, changing your energy and your environment, or using a pleasant event scheduling activity or a distraction. Now don't forget to write these on your card because remembering what to do when you are struggling can be really difficult. I'm also very interested in what some of the things that you are already doing are. So please let me know and email me at jenniferfromgrieftogrowth.com. We're also still in the initial stages of our podcast, and I would really be interested in your feedback as well. Our next podcast will be Wednesday, July 6th, and will be titled Traumatic Death, a greater understanding of trauma and grief. Thank you so much for joining today's episode of Untethered, Healing the Pain After a Sudden Death. If you know someone who's living with a sudden or unexpected loss, please tell them to subscribe to our podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at From Grief to Growth and on my Facebook page, From Grief to Growth. Don't miss my Facebook Lives every other Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Be sure to like my Facebook page and sign up to be notified when I go live so you don't miss announcements and opportunities to interact with me. Bye for now, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. For help with a sudden and unexpected loss, sign up for my free mini course where I will teach you the three truths about living with a sudden and unexpected loss. Please visit 
www.fromgrieftogrowth.com to sign up.